Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Famula One. I'm your host, Jamie. And I'm Jack. And uh, <laughs> we are no longer in the same location. We are no longer at our lovely hotel room in Nashville. I'm very sad. Yeah, same. <laughs> it's yeah. been hard coming back to work, honestly. Yeah, but um, so if you if you missed last episode, I think we mentioned it in last episode, but we were down in Nashville for the IndyCar race. It was incredible. Um, I am still, I feel like recovering from the three straight days in the Nashville sun. Um, oh, yeah. But none, neither one of us got sunburned. I just want to point that out. Yeah. That's incredible. That is Our such Irish skin. Yeah. Good for us. Yeah. I got so sunburnt when I went to the St. Pete race. So we are, look at us growing up. Look at us. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Hey, look at us. Who would have thought? Um, but yeah, the race was super fun. There's another IndyCar race tomorrow. Well, today's Friday. When we're recording this, there is an IndyCar race tomorrow. So if you are missing racing, because it is F1 summer break, check yeah. it out. It's going to be fun. And it was one of the most crazy qualifying sessions. Mm -hmm. um, so can only imagine what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, it should be good. Highly recommend. It's good. Um, but in terms of Formula One, no news. Everyone's on no vacation. News. Everyone's being boring, you know, having their fancy beach trips. Um, so no real updates for us to run through with you. But we'll keep you updated if anything does come out. I don't really think seems pretty quiet. Probably so. just instead using the keyword. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's things that I'm happy about, I'm okay with just jinxing it. But if it's things that yeah. I'm not happy about, you'll be hearing about it. <laughs> um, but since we don't have any news to run through, I guess we just jump right into today's topic. What do you think, Jack? Yeah. All right. Should I mention that you haven't let me see what you've prepared? No. It's which is essentially like my whole job. Um. <laughs> Um, so sources that I used for my research today, formula1.com, you know, primary source, as they say, in I don't know, middle school, um, Wikipedia, good old Wikipedia, uh, motorsports.com and BBC. So you might be wondering, what is this secret, secret story I'm about to tell you? Um, so it's the story of, you know, a once powerhouse team that used to win titles with the likes of Lauda, Senna, Prost. Jamie. <laughs> then they were marred by some scandal in the 2000s. And uh, they're currently fighting from the midfield. But what does their recent performance mean? I'm going to tell you the story of McLaren. Here we go. I'm done with you. <laughs> So our story begins in 1963, where um, Bruce McLaren Motor Racing is founded. Um, and a man by the name of Bruce McLaren in 1968 wins in Belgium, giving McLaren their first ever win. Um, unfortunately, just two years later, in 1970, Bruce McLaren dies at Goodwood. Um, but the McLaren name lives on in motorsport, as we all know. Um, and in 1976, James Hunt, very famous name in motorsport as well, he takes the first ever driver's championship for the team. 
this kind of sets off uh, an era of overall McLaren dominance throughout, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, in 1984, Nicky Lauda beat his teammate, Alan Prost, by just half a point um, to take the championship. So they were 1-2. Out of the 16-race season, McLaren won 12. Solid year. <laughs> Um, in 85 and 86, Alan Prost wins the championship for McLaren. Um, and then in 88 through 91, that is the Senna era. Total McLaren and Senna dominance. Um, Ayrton Senna wins the title in 1988. Um, Alan Prost wins the title in 1989. And in 1990, Senna takes back the title, retains it for 1991. Wins after wins after wins after wins. Yeah, we uh, love winning. Yeah. Then they took a, a few year break from winning. And um, in yeah, that's what it was a choice. <laughs> just took a little break. Just a little um, break. But we in to keep it spicy. Yeah. In 98 and 99, they did successfully adapt to new regulations and return to dominance with Mika Hakkinen winning the driver's championship in both years and McLaren winning the constructors in 1998 year. I was born a gem. Okay. Um, and then in the 2000s, uh, Mika Hakkinen and David Coulthard and later Kimi um, Raikkonen, they all deliver pretty strong performances for the team, but no championships are won. The highest finish of all of them throughout these years is second. Until uh, we get to 2004 rough, year for the team um they are only they only have five points after seven races tough um but strong performances throughout the rest of the season and upgrades they finish the season in fifth so not too too bad um and again 2005 another more or less mediocre year um 2006 becomes the first ever season um that McLaren has not won a race in a decade. Yikes. Yee, that's bad. But then we get to 2007. And this is where things get good. Uh, <laughs> so the current driver lineup, if we are, let's go back to 2007. We're all wearing our silly bands. And what else was cool in 2007? I don't remember. Um, were Razor phones? Razor phones. We all was have our Razor phones. I don't know. I don't know. Years wise. We're all watching the simple life with Paris and Nicole. I think that was on. Oh, around. Yeah. So then juicy tracksuits, juicy tracksuits. I'd love a juicy tracksuit. Um, I would love a velour tracksuit right now. <laughs> same. Um, but 2007, um, new driver lineup. The driver lineup is reigning world champion, Fernando Alonso who just come off of two wins with Renault and has moved over to McLaren. And he's being partnered by a rookie. That rookie's name is Lewis Hamilton. Ow, 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 ow. Um, so they head into the season very strong. McLaren is very strong. They're competing for wins. They're fighting each other, which we will get into in a second. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But overall, it's a strong season. They have a solid car. They're fighting with Ferrari. But McLaren ends this season 
strips stripped of uh, constructors points. They they are no longer eligible for the constructors title after a little thing called Spygate happened. Love let it. me tell you what Spygate is. Yeah, Jamie, go for it. So our main characters in this story are a man by the name of Nigel Stepney. He was chief mechanic at Ferrari and a man by the name of Mike Coughlin, who was chief designer at McLaren. Essentially, the story begins around June of the 2007 season. Ferrari releases that they have um, suspended Stepney over, quote, irregularities discovered at the Ferrari factory. Um, this was according to the head of communications, Luca Coljani. Um, and it's never confirmed what that is, but the rumor is that Stepney was upset that he did not get promoted and apparently, allegedly, might have been messing with the cars at the factory. So that, he's already suspended. Yeah. Then there is um, some stories of some documents at uh, some copyright, copying centers, what are they called? Um, photocopying shops. And what those turn out to be is about 800 pages of classified Ferrari documentation on the cars that Stepney had sent over to Coughlin, who had given to his wife to take to this photocopying shop to get it copied so that he could, he and McLaren could <laughs> use it in car development. However, and this, okay, this part of the story, depending on the source was included or not. So I'm not a hundred percent sure that this is true, but apparently okay. according to some sources, the um, photocopying shop employee was a Ferrari fan. Um, and so that's why he blew the whistle on this job because this came from the, the photocopying employee noticed this information and actually contacted Ferrari. Um, so if he was a Ferrari fan, of course a Ferrari, um, <laughs> but if not, anyway, he still sent this, this over and notified Ferrari. Um, yeah, don't mess with Ferrari. Right, don't mess with Ferrari. So in the first hearing in June, um, the FIA, obviously Ferrari notifies the FIA. Ferrari also notifies the Italian authorities. They figure out all of this that's going on, but it was concluded that the documents had not been circulated amongst the McLaren team and were not actually used in development. So the punishment that was applied was that pre-mentioned, I already talked about this, but they were stripped of their constructors points. They couldn't compete in the constructors championship for that year. And they were fined $100 million. Wow. Which to this day remains to the best of my research that I was able to find the largest fine in sporting history, not just in, Ooh, and not just in, not just in motorsport in all sporting history. That's oh, well, well-deserved. Um, but I mean, you know, well-deserved, but then you look at it from the other side and the FIA was able to even prove that the documents had never been used. Circulated, yeah. But I think the it's the intent, right? Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. The story does not end there, though. That's, I think, the story that a lot of people, the, the common, like, oh, what is Spygate? It's like, oh, there's these Ferrari documents that were sent to McLaren yeah. and photocopying and blah, blah, blah. We still have to remember that Fernando Alonso is one of their drivers. No. 
So Fernando Alonso is coming into this team, a two-time world champion, and he's going to be partnering a rookie. Because of that, he won, thinks that he's going to be the number one driver and given priority to Ron Dennis, team principal of McLaren, has told him that that is going to be the case. He thinks he's going to get priority for quality. He thinks he's going to get priority for strategy. This random rookie named Lewis, who's that guy, comes in and he's incredible. So Fernando is not getting the priority that he thinks he should be getting. This, yeah. this comes to a head several times throughout the season, but one, the one that we'll talk about today is the Hungarian Grand Prix. So this all starts during qualifying and Fernando Alonso becomes very upset because Lewis would not let him buy during qualifying on track, which is something that they had agreed to in meetings before qualifying to get his revenge on Lewis. That's that famous clip, which we can post on socials as well. Yeah. Fernando sits in the pit box with Lewis waiting behind for extra seconds so that he ruins Lewis's qualifying. He purposefully sits in the pit for longer than he needs to so that Lewis's qualifying is basically destroyed. This happens and Fernando gets a five place grid penalty over the sitting in the pit lane. Fernando is so pissed um, that he makes the following threat to McLaren team principal, Ron Dennis. He demands that McLaren run Lewis Hamilton out of fuel during the race. And if they didn't, he said he would hand over emails pertinent to the spy case to the FIA. Oh, Fernando Alonso to that day, like from that day to the present definition of petty. Mm hmm. I mean, what is that quote he had in, um, I think it was this past season of Drive to Survive, where he's like, there's always her heroes and anti-heroes and yeah. an anti-hero. This is, yeah, definition of anti-hero. So, yeah, Ron Dennis is pissed about this. He calls Max Mosley, who is at the time the president of the FIA, and is so mad over this threat that he says that he's going to fire Fernando Alonso. He's also, during all of this, Max Mosley is, you know, the head of the governing body. He's trying to assure Max Mosley that there are no emails and that these emails aren't damning and that he has nothing. Max Mosley successfully convinces Ron Dennis not to fire Fernando Alonso, but it's widely believed that this phone call is the reason that there was a second hearing. Oh, yeah. Max Mosley denies this. Max Mosley does deny this. He says that he already knew about the emails. But it's widely believed. It's a rumor. We love rumors here. Um, so this second hearing, um, Stepney, who was the Ferrari employee who gave the documents to McLaren, is found guilty of sabotage, industrial espionage, sporting fraud, and attempted serious injury. By the Italian courts. Which the thing is, it's by the Italian courts. Don't mess with Italians and Ferrari. Yeah, no. He was sentenced You're... to eight months in prison. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. 
Yep. Oh, wow. That's, um, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh my God. He was also officially declared persona non grata by the FIA. And they released a statement basically saying, we can't tell any teams not to hire this guy, but use caution. Um, And Stephanie blacklisting him. Yes. Right. Yeah. And Stephanie did continue to work in motorsport, but never in any of the formulas again. Um, And a fun little tidbit, just this is like lore. This is completely unconfirmed, but this is a fun little thing that I found. Um, This is complete alleged, allegedly put that in front for for future (laughs) lawsuits, allegedly. Um, But the lore is that during there's this one staged photo op with Max Mosley and Ron Dennis. And um, it's right after that $100 million fine verdict is handed down. And allegedly, Max Mosley whispered to Ron Dennis and said, $5 million of the fine is for what you did. The other 95 is for being a word that I can't say on this podcast. It's four letters, though. I'll let you think. Uh, I think I got it. Yeah. Wow. Fun. Um, So, yeah. That is 2007, and I mean the bulk, I guess, of of this story. But we still have many years to get through. We continue. So there's some happiness after this. There is. There is happiness almost immediately after. 2008, McLaren has this $100 million fine, but it doesn't really seem to affect them too much because Lewis wins the first driver's champion, his first world driver's championship. Yeah, he does. Um, and McLaren wins their first construct- constructors championship since 1999. It's a good year for them. Um, and then as we move into the 2010s, um, McLaren has a string of kind of like strong, but not strong enough performances. Um, they have issues with development and reliability. So their highest finish is second at both in drivers championships and constructors throughout those years. Um, lower usually, but never a win. And then we get to 2015, which uh, sees Fernando Alonso back with McLaren, partnering um, Jensen Button. And despite having two world champions as their drivers, they revived their Honda partnership. And it was a disaster. This is another famous Fernando Alonso McLaren clip where he's calling the car a GP2 engine, which basically means he's calling the car a not Formula One worthy. Yeah. Um, they, throughout the entire season, these two world champions score a combined 27 points and McLaren finishes ninth in the constructors. Yikes. So... You know, Wait, there was a team below them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the team was below them. <laughs> I, I did not look at who it was, but I, oh. I can check. Um, but then uh, after that kind of disaster year, um, 2016 on, they kind of become a midfield to upper midfield team with a couple strong years in there. In 2019, Carlos scores the first podium for the team in five years when he got a P3 in Brazil. Um, and then obviously in 2021, Daniel Ricardo and Lando had that Monza 1-2. It was um, the team's first win since 2012. Very, very exciting for all of them. Um, 
And then obviously in 2022, a little bit, not quite as severe as Spygate, but a little bit more scandal with the um, ending of Daniel Ricardo's contract a year early um, and then signing of Oscar Piastri, which in itself, not super scandalous. I think the scandal really comes from the fact that uh, Alpine thought that they had Oscar Piastri and yeah. announced that he was going to be driving for them. And then um, Oscar had to announce via Twitter, like, I'm not driving for them, but I can't really say anything else. <laughs> Did, they were he, did you see his mom like retweeted that tweet and was like happy one year of this tweet? She did. <laughs> his her mom like Oscar's mom is incredible on Twitter. Um, but yeah, and I think it also like all everything that came out about how Daniel was treated that was incredibly just overall bad. Um, mm-hmm. You know him leaving saying he can't hold on any weight because he's on he's in so much stress like mm-hmm. not great. Yeah, yeah. And and I think like recently, you know, Zach Brown is very high up on my list um of enemies. I don't think yeah. he has many um, fans. He's not not a, not everybody's favorite, that's for sure. Um but Including engine providers, not yeah. not their favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's we'll see what happens. I mean, Right, it's not. When does their deal end? I think it's twenty twenty six with Mercedes. Oh, I thought it was twenty twenty four. It might be twenty twenty four. Oh, here um, you continue. I'll look it up. So, for context, what we're talking about right now is engine suppliers. So, McLaren is currently supplied with a Mercedes engine, um, but that contract is up in the next few years. At some point, Jax is finding the exact year, um, and Zach Brown has been shopping around for an engine supplier. And it doesn't seem like he's really had much luck so far. He uh, was in touch with Honda. It doesn't seem like that's going to work. I mean, it went so well last time. So I don't think that they're very interested in starting that partnership back up. Also, Aston Martin is is taking that partnership. And then Red Bull will be supplying their own powertrains in collaboration with Ford. Um, and he met with them, but that didn't seem to go anywhere else either. Yeah. Uh, so it is 2026. So there is some time. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so I mean, I guess, you know, the end of that is Oscar Piastri joins the team for this current season. We're in 20. And I love him. And um, they had a huge floppity flop flop of a first kind of chunk of the season, but they brought some upgrades and they're looking pretty solid. So yeah, they still need to, I mean, not for a dig, but their strategy is still better than like Ferrari's. But I do think that they're think messing with, <laughs> it's also not like a, a big feat, but I do think that they've messed with Oscar's strategy a bit um, in the past couple of races. So I'm hoping that that gets just ironed out because he, he deserves to be on a podium. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to hate him. For, for Daniel, but I really like him. <laughs> he's also really, he's really you know, good too. You know, it's not his fault. No, you it's can, not. You get a contract, you sign it. Especially one, I do think, especially now looking at the standings and the car performance, McLaren's the smarter career choice. Yeah. And when he signed that contract with McLaren, Alpine still thought they were going to have Fernando Alonso and Esteban. 
So it's not like Alpine was giving him the seat when he signed that contract. So it's not his fault. It's, you know, everything that went on around it and Zach Brown being shady. (laughs) That's the problem. Um, but Keeping the McLaren history alive with still being shady, <laughs> the shade. Yeah. But um, I mean, we will see, it seems like, you know, the driver lineup as of now, Oscar and Lando is very, very promising young talent. They look very similar, which always freaks me out a little bit. I'm like, yeah. what are you planning? Zach Brown, what are you planning with your brunette minions? Um, but you know, the car is looking stronger and stronger. We'll see how they, continue when we get back from from spring break but you know the story of mclaren is not over there there could be a return to dominance you never know we're hoping for it um (laughs) you know it's been long enough um and especially dealing with last season uh i would like i you, you know their their podiums and you know like oscar got second in the sprint um yeah those those definitely help Mm-hmm. But a win would be really nice. I would like to see somebody other than Red Bull win a race. I don't even really care who. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you. Uh, I think it's incredible. Like, I mean, the only reason recently Max wasn't on the podium, but it was because of they changed stuff in his car, and so he got like a penalty. And so Charlotte Claire was P1, but he didn't actually get P1. Um, which is like the most Charlotte Claire thing to happen, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We will see. I mean, I I keep telling myself there's there's no way they can win all of the all 23. Is it 23? It was supposed to be 24 and then Emily got canceled. Or maybe it's 22. Yeah. They can't win all of them, but it's looking more and more like they can. So. They're gonna they're gonna make that new record that they're holding about consecutive wins mm-hmm. absolutely impossible to break. Yeah, they can add as many races to the season, but I don't think it's gonna get broken again. I, yeah, I mean this this is a, a very impressive thing. We are in fact witnessing history, even yeah. though neither of us is very happy about it. A lot of people aren't happy about it, but you know. Max is his driving is insane and on so many levels it's just incredible yeah and I will admit that as not a Red Bull fan he's he's an excellent excellent driver and they've got a fantastic car he's in his own league in that car he's in his own yeah he's yeah and his own league is a perfect way to describe it yeah he's in Formula One plus yeah (laughs) Um, the season would be so good if there was no Red Bull. Like, it would be different winner after different winner. It would be so good. It would be such an interesting – I feel like it would be more like IndyCar because they – what was it, 2022, where um, the winner – the overall driver winner only really won one race, but he mm-hmm. was the most consistent? Mm-hmm. I mean, the wow. the IndyCar season is is more or less almost over tomorrow is the third to last race of the season and um the championship leader has i think like a 70 something point gap which seems very small when you're looking in terms of f1 points yeah that is huge in terms of indycar points the race or the championship winner almost always is decided last race in indycar 
Um, that is very much not the case as we know, usually in Formula One. It does happen occasionally, but typically that's not the case. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's the story of McLaren. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for pulling that together, Jane. That was awesome. Yeah. You know, I hope you enjoyed. I hope I hope everybody had as much fun hearing about it as I did researching. I went down the biggest Spygate rabbit hole of all time. I was like, and then Fernando said, what? <laughs> There's more stories Fernando about just Alonso and Ron Dennis, too, that I didn't include. There is so much tea about those two. They hated we each can, other, allegedly. Allegedly. That's, yeah. We could probably do a whole episode on just the chaos that Fernando Alonso brings with him. There will be more. There will be, there more. Will be more. I mean, did you see the last episode of Girl the Grid? Yep. Where he wouldn't mention Ocon, yep. which it could be a complete joke. Who knows? But I, I don't think they got along. He just loves um, being messy. He loves being messy. Yeah. You know, and we, we got to respect him for that. But um, anyway, that's, that's all we have for you today. No news, no race recaps, really. But uh, we'll talk to you next week. Have a lovely week. Yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs>